All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Texans Bets. What this is our fourth installment, I fourth, believe. Yep. Um, coming off of uh, two atrocious Texans games from a Texans fans' perspective, uh, not not the most ideal situation. Uh, but looking at also, I guess our bets that uh, we could probably consider those atrocious so far too. I yeah, don't, I mean, have, the, have the, we hit? You know, the, one of the rules, the only rule with this podcast is, is that we're betting pro Texans. Right. And if the Texans aren't doing well, um, you know, we're going to have a trouble finding bets that have a lot of value or that pay out. Now, if the, if the Texans, remember, for the, the two teams that they played in these first two weeks, very possibly are the, is the AFC championship game. I would say the two best teams in the NFL. I, I wouldn't even say AFC. Yeah, per, perhaps. I, I mean, I, I know they can't both be in the Super Bowl, but you know, at least they'll both be in the you know the, the AFC deep in the playoffs. Yeah. One would one would guess. So I, my perspective is, and I'll, I'll get a little bit of this when we talk about this week's bets. I do want to mention last week's bets a second, but I, I think that we just don't have a lot of data on the on the Texans right now, as per the rest of the season. Um, like these, these two games are really on an island given how good these two teams were. We knew the, the Chiefs and the Ravens were going to be good. We didn't, I don't know if we knew exactly that the Ravens would continue to be great. It's likely that they are still great, obviously. I think, you know, there's always a possibility that a Super Bowl champ has fall off, but I don't think that that's the case here. Um, there's not much fall off. So I, my, my point is, is that I don't think it's, you know, really useful to cry in our beer about these first two games. You know, even for either from a fan's perspective or frankly from a better's perspective, I think we'll have more luck and maybe better than average luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, I would say these two matchups. You know, these two teams basically returned all their starters on on offense and defense. They made small additions on the defensive side of the ball, specifically the Ravens. But outside of that, the offense was pretty much intact from yeah, last season. There was a possibility that Jackson, given that he's and Emma Holmes, that like that they would just have some kind of fall off, but it doesn't there's no indication that that's the case. No, I don't I don't think so. I mean Mahomes had a terrible game against the Char- well not terrible, but he didn't look average. the way that it was an he, average yeah, human game. Against the Chargers <laughs> on Sunday. Um you know and the Chargers aren't better than us, but you know it is what it's the NFL. It's just a week to week matchup thing. Yep. Uh, all right. So last week it was the over, or we took the under on on uh, forty nine, correct? Uh, it was the uh, over on. Uh, so that was the that was two oh, weeks that was ago. The yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's so right. this was over fifty one and a half is what I recommended, and the combined score was forty nine. Yeah. Okay. So here, here's one thing to note: is that the line, you, you know, I, I've mentioned this every week that we've talked, is that the line moves. So you, if you want to. If you think that the line's going to move out out of your favor, meaning that most bettors, retail bettors or amateurs or pro bettors, which are called sharps, that they're going to bet heavily on one way and that it's going to be in your favor, then you should wait till the end of the week. If you feel like you can actually get a good deal and that the move, the line's going to move against you through the week, bet early. So in this case, if you had bet right away, which is last Tuesday, so five days, six days before the game, that line was at 51 and a half. The line actually moved down to 49 and a half. Now, here's the rub. The game wound up being 49. So if you took the game at 49 and a half, and remember last week we were one, one half point over the, the over under, but my buddy had gotten the over under at, uh, 53 and a half. It yep. was 54 and a half or 53 and a half. Um, and so my, my, the, the, the point I wanted to make about Vegas is that last week or one that I made last week is the same this week is that they're very good in setting their lines. Cause if you had taken the line, Right before kickoff at 49 and a half and the game wound up at 49. That's a, that's the second week in a row when they've been one half of a point off of what the over under line was. I mean, they just, they just know what they're doing. Um, it, stat, stats rule, rule, rule the day. Yeah. I, you know, how many people actually, you know, per sports book do like 
these companies have that manages stuff. It'd be interesting to know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a few smart people that are managing a ton of computer algorithms, and they buy they buy data. All this data is for sale, like Pro Football Focus and a, a number of these big companies. You can even buy the sports book. I think even buy data from other sports books. So, for example, in Las Vegas, Las Vegas, the sports books have to report all bets over a certain amount. So you can buy, and, and one of one of the Texas Unfiltered listeners um, asked me this question on, on Discord. Is it Discord? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Discord. Um, and he was essentially like, how does this guy on Twitter know that there have been like these big multi-million dollar sharps bets? And I told him, I was like, the, the data is just for sale. There's one called, there's you know, you can you can follow on Twitter Street that, or Twitter this thing called Market Street, I think. I'll, I'll in the article this week. I'll I'll have like a PS and I'll put all of the ways that you can buy the big money moves um, because that's essentially what you can do. Uh, the Action Network has a product that I think is ten dollars a month, and then you'll be able to see essentially on what side the betters are moving. And what that'll do is that it might give you a little bit of a, a hedge or sorry, an arbitrage opportunity before the lines move. Because if you see a bunch of big bets on one side, you know the line's going to move down the other way because, again, Vegas needs to balance out their bets. Yep. So you might be able to lock in uh, a line right before it moves if you're actually following this stuff in real time. Um, now, I, just a warning is that you can go down a, a data rabbit hole really quickly. And, as, and if you have a, a job or a family, <laughs> like this is this is when betting could actually start to become, you know, uh, in, in the way of those things. Um, but the, the data is all out there and it's for sale. Yeah. Okay. All right. So moving on to this week, yep. uh, Houston Texans take on the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. Um, they are three and a half point dogs right now. Uh, what are your feelings on, on this game? Well, first of all, the, the line launched right after the, the game's Sunday at six points. So it's already moved down uh, to, to three and a half. And what that means, again, is that so many people were loading up on the Texans um, and that's what it means is that the betters were moving on, on the Texan side that they had to make it more attractive to bet on the Steelers. Cause again, Vegas doesn't care who wins or loses. They care about balancing their books out and then taking the big, taking the juice on each of the bets. Um, and so now the line is at three and a half. Um, I, I don't love, I don't love the line at three and a half. I mean, I'll just be honest as a better. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like this is the going to be the until we get more data on the Texans. And, and as I mentioned, we just don't have a ton of data right now on the Texans, given that they played the two of the best teams in either the AFC or to your point, James, in the all, in the entire NFL. Um, you know, I think that every team would, would look awful compared to those teams. So I, I think I, I want to create a, a blank slate, but I also want to put us in a position to win. Um, this week, cause, yes. and, and score, cause we, we haven't won one of our bets yet. No. Um, so let's, let's try to do that this year. Or sorry, this week. And I, I want to introduce this week this idea of what are called alternative lines. So all the major bookies, um, you know, the legal bookies or the offshore bookies, they'll have when you, um, kind of look, look at, look at the, the spread. So they'll typically have the spread. They'll have the odds for the money line, which is just straight winners or losers. And then they'll have the odds for the over and under, the total points for, for both teams for the game. Uh, there's also a little button that typically is like other bets or something. If you click and you open that, you get all kinds of additional bets. You get first half, first half over unders and spreads, second half over unders and spreads. And they usually, especially for NFL games, they'll include something called an alternative line grid. And you can essentially just choose any line you want. You can, you can choose, uh, Texans at negative one, meaning that they're one point favorites. Um, and for that, you would get plus odds. You would get favorable odds. I'd actually recommend going down the other way for this. Let's get through those uh, the two of the key numbers in betting, which are three and seven. 
Right now, you're only hitting one of those at three and a half. You're hitting three. Let's get through seven and let's go down to plus eight and a half odds in the alternative uh, spread grid. And that returns about, uh, or it returns, I just did, you know, looked at online at mybookie.com, uh, negative 210. So for three and a, you know, plus three and a half, so three and a half point underdogs, meaning that the, the Texans would have to either win or lose by as few as, as three points. We want to say that the Texans can either win or lose by as many as eight points, um, instead, but you're actually paying a penalty on that. So for three and a half, it's roughly two to one odds, a ten, $10, um, a $10 bet wins, uh, yeah, sorry, one was straight odds, pick them. So a $10 bet will win another $10 or return a $20 on a $10 bet. Um, now if you bet the, uh, spread at plus eight and a half, you pay a penalty on that. So a $10 bet will return $5. So you'll get $15 back. Um, so not as, not as lucrative, uh, obviously, but it does increase your, your winnings quite a bit. And just, you know, for the odds geeks, um, listening or just the kind of stats geeks, a negative 110, which is where the bet is set at three and a half, that implies about a 50% probability, a, essentially a coin flip that they're going to get that. The Vegas feels like it's a coin flip yep. at three and a half. If you bet down to eight and a half, though, that's a 70, almost, well, it's a 66% chance of winning. Um, and so if you think that there's a, you know, 80% chance or 90% chance that Texans can cover eight points on the losing side, you know, meaning that they either win or uh, lose by as many as eight points and you feel like that's a really good shot. I feel like the eight and a half point spread is a, a really good value. Okay. Uh, Does that all make sense? I know it's a little bit. Confusing. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, so, uh, you know, my experience this week with, you know, the first time actually betting, uh, I was more aggressive than, uh, you know, people that normally bet. That's just who I am. That's <laughs> just what I, if I'm going to win, I want to win something. Yeah. Um, so I would take, like, if I wanted to, I could take this bet and say like, the Texans by three and a half. And yeah, that yeah. Would, that would make my odd. Like so, that would make my payout more. So here's what here's what I advise is that I, I advise your your big your big bet money. So let's let's call it hundred dollars. Let's just for for math sake, I'd say take it at take the alternative line at eight and a half points, which means that a hundred dollars will return a hundred and fifty. It'll be a fifty dollar profit. Now I would say take another bet, uh, uh, maybe even pull it out of the hundred. So do ninety and ten or eighty and twenty. Um, and put a smaller bet just on the Texans to win outright. And that, that, that number is plus 165. So a $10 bet will win you $16. So the bet will return $26. Um, and here, here's why I do it. That mathematically as a, as a kind of straight up gambler, if you were a pro gambler, you wouldn't do kind of a, a hedge in the negative like this. And really this is kind of a hedge, right? Cause you're saying, well, I think it's eight and a half points, but if they win, I want to get some value and right. unlock the plus 165 there. I think this is more of an emotional hedge because none of us is going to be happy if the Texans win by, or lose by seven right. and, and our bet wins. You know, we, we've, we've gotten worse odds to your point. A hundred dollars is only winning 50. So it doesn't feel like a good win. Um, but of course your, your team actually lost. So I would advise betting, making your, the big portion of your bet on Texans at plus one eighty plus uh, eight and a half. So the alternative odds and putting a smaller bet on the Texans money line. So the Texans to win straight. To, to win to win outright, um, and I think that from a from a better that covers you in case they win, you're unlocking a little bit of those plus odds. But also as a fan, you are benefiting from the fact that the Texans won. So I, I, th- this is something that I do routinely when I'm betting on teams that that I'm a, like a diehard fan of. Is that I'll bet what I think is kind of the the right thing to do as a better, and then I'll place a small amount of money on that team to win. 
Um, I, I just think that, like I said, emo- both emotionally and in case the event that the, the, the Texans win, which is a, there's a very reasonable chance of that, that you've unlocked some of those plus odds and you're not just stuck in that negative 210 uh, two territory. Okay. Uh, all right. And what else do we have for this week? Yeah. So I, I think I, the over under is interesting. The over under is kind of in the middle of the pack again. It's at 45. So I call that kind of low, the low middle range for NFL games. Uh, so again, the over under is the total score of the both of the teams together. And so you're thinking that, you know, can they get to 45? Um, if you look at the two Texans games so far, the numbers have been, uh, 54. So yeah, 50, 54 points and 49 points, both of which are relatively comfortably over the 45. You know, the, a lot of times retail bettors are accused of betting the over more than they should. And if you look at the sharps, the big money, they'll bet a ton on the unders. Um, it's just as a fan, it's really hard to root for an under, right? Cause you're essentially rooting for no scoring, which is both your team and the other team. Um, but I, I actually think that in this case, you've got two relatively high powered offenses. Um, you've got two, yeah, at least the Texans defense really hasn't proven that they can, they can do much. I mean, they let, I mean, both in the thirties, it's again, hard, hard to tell bad data on both the Ravens and the chiefs, right? Um, it, whether or not that it's the Texans defense problem, or if you were just running into two of the, you know, the NFL's best offenses. So the, the Texans defense only gave up 26 points against the Ravens. Yeah. I, so I guess that's a win, right? So when you look at, when you look at it, <laughs> it's hard to say that that's a win, but 26 points against the Ravens might be a win. 26 points against the Ravens is pretty good considering what the Browns gave up the week prior. And then, you know, if you actually look at the, at the game, I mean, all 22 came out last night. So I was up all night watching it and the defense actually played extremely great. I mean, they gave the offense an opportunity to win this game every single, like most of the game. Uh, first two drives, they, uh, forced a punt or they forced a punt and then a field goal. Um, they forced a couple other punts throughout the game. This defense looked a lot better than what it looked like in the week prior. Yeah. Um, and that's a matchup nightmare because we don't really have fast linebackers that can cover, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson once he pops out of the uh, pocket. But, you know, when I look at this defense and what they did, there was a lot of exotic blitzes. It looked like they had a real control over what was being done uh, on the Ravens offense. So I, I actually think that this defense might be able to hold Pittsburgh um, better than the two teams they played. I mean, they played Denver and I think they played, um, they played De- and the Giants. Yeah. Uh, neither defense is going to scare anybody, especially Denver without Von Miller. Um, so I, I think that the defense can actually hold. So I think taking the under on this is actually pretty smart. Yeah. Looking at the Texans offense and what we've seen over the last two weeks, I think they're averaging what, like 18 points? 18 points. That's right. Uh, they're like 29th or 30th in the league. You ex- but you see, you saw a jump from an offensive perspective this week, but they just, it just didn't turn into points. Uh, they looked more fluid on offense against a much better defense than the Ravens than the Chiefs, so you have to wonder if that'll, they'll take another step. Um, but I think the under is probably the safest bet here because you just, going based off of, you know, historical facts through two weeks, um, there's no reason to think that this Texans team all of a sudden is just going to put it up. Plus, the Steelers probably have the best defense that they've played. Yeah, so so let's say that the 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 Texans score roughly the same amount of points as they've been scoring, so around 20 points. And let's say that they do a a touchdown or slightly more than a touchdown better on the the Steelers than they've done on the Ravens and the Chiefs. I think both of those are reasonable. That puts you somewhere in the kind of 38 to 42 point range, which is relatively comfortably under under the 45 over under line. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's what we're going to recommend this week, which is the under 45. So, uh, you know, just to summarize, it's the Texans alternative line at plus eight and a half, and that's a, two, a negative two, uh, a positive, sorry, a negative 210 bet. 
Um, but I also would advise putting a little bit of scratch right on the winner, the Texans money line, because we all want them to win. Yeah. And then taking the under 45. Yep. And then when I look at the, the, the Steelers, so I mean, they average 26 points per game. The Texans are averaging 18. That puts us at the over. Uh, but the Steelers also haven't really played a defense. Yep. And not that I think our defense is like, uh, uh, you know, the best in the league, but I do think that we can do some things to, their offensive line is not very good in Pittsburgh. They're having issues. Um, so I think we can manufacture a pass rush. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think it's probably the safest bet is to go under. We'll say that, but then next week we'll come back and it'll be one of those offensive juggernauts where it's like over 55 <laughs> and we're just like, oh, nobody saw that coming. I don't know. I mean, if, if that's the case, if, if the Texans win and, and we, we are, our, our under gets blown out, I think we'll all be happy as Texans fans. Um, but I, I do, I do think just in isolation, you know, fandom aside, I think that the under 45 is, is a reasonable bet. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, you, the Texans fans should have no reason to be optimistic as of right now. Um, well, I, but you could also, that's one way of thinking about it. The other way of thinking about it again is that they ran into two of the arguably top four, three, maybe even two teams in the NFL. Um, and if that's the case, then we don't know much about the Texans, to be honest. We just know that they're not as good as the top two teams in the NFL, which is, I think that everybody, even the most diehard fan coming into the season would admit that. Yeah, I think most, most fans came in circling 0 and 2. I yeah, think, and yeah. most fans came in, you know, if we can come out of week four, two and two, they feel better. So, you know, uh, I mean, we said it last week and the week before all new offensive pieces, blah, 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 blah. Like, so th- there's a lot going on, but if there's a get right game, this, this would potentially be that game. Um, but you know, based on what we've seen, I, I, I think the under is probably, it's just safer. Yep, yep. And that's how you bet is yep. you bet for a safer bet. Yep. And, you know, thinking a little bit about our season long bets, I mean, we bet that the Houston, the Texans would have over seven and a half wins. I still think that's very, you know, if you take a 14 game season, which is what we're left with, right? Um, after the first two, two, two games, um, all they need to win is eight of six. They need to go eight and six for the rest of the season to hit that over seven and a half. I still think that's, that's very valid. Yeah. No, I would agree. I mean, you still have to play the Jags twice, the Colts twice. Um, and those, Two teams don't look very good. You're playing the Vikings where Kirk Cousins, I think, was 6 of 20 yeah. on Sunday. Um, you play the Browns. Uh, you, you have pretty favorable matchups throughout the rest of the year. The, the, the schedule gets a lot easier. So I, I would agree. I think over 7.5 is still uh, – we're still on target for that. So, one, well, you know, uh, before we wrap up today, one one question for you, just because I, I think you study the AFC South a little bit more than I do. What's the record of the AFC South uh, winning team? Who, who? What's the record of the team that wins the AFC South? Like for the year? Yeah. Uh, I would probably say nine and seven. Nine and seven, which, uh, which is where it's been like for the, the last, last four years. Four years, right? Yeah. I mean, the Titans are two and zero right now, but they haven't really played anybody. Uh, the Colts, Colts are one and one. Are one and one. They lost to uh, the Jags, and the Jags are one and one. And the Jags are one and one. Um, and the Texans are the only zero and two team. Those those teams still have, you know, they're still going to have to play the Ravens and the Chiefs. They haven't done that yet. Um, they, I mean, they pretty much have an identical schedule. They're gonna have to play the Steelers. They're gonna, you know, so they're gonna have to play all the teams that we're playing. Uh, and yeah, I would say nine and seven. The, the division is better, uh, than, than what people give them credit for, but all four teams are just like these question mark teams. You know, none of, the, not one team feels like a, a team that you can count on week in, week out, right? The Titans had a hard time with the Jags. Mm-hmm. Jags almost won. It had Gardner Minshew ah, not gotten that. tipped yeah. and intercepted, right? Uh, and he was having a good game against their defense. The Colts, they beat the Vikings, but the Vikings look like trash. Uh, so, but, I mean, Vikings <clears throat> might be legitimately bad, right? They might be. Yeah, I mean, Kirk yeah. Cousins is just not a good quarterback. Yeah. So, um, you know, when you look at the division right now, I, I, nothing, nobody's fearing any team coming out of the AFC yep. South, but that's every year. Yep. Nobody does. And then the Titans may 
made the AFC Championship last year. You know? So, and I think they finished 9-7. and seven. We let them in the playoffs because we rested our starters. So, um, yeah, I mean, this I, I, nine and seven wins the division. I, I still think that we can get to nine and seven. Yep. Okay. Well, that, I, I like that. And you can actually look right now at the AFC South odds, um, and you can pick total wins or number of wins for the top team. So if that's an interesting to you, and you feel like nine and seven is likely, you can actually bet on that right now. Well, I also wonder, you know, with the with the odds of the AFC South uh, division winner, what the odds are now for the Texans. I would assume that they're pretty. Pretty, no, I, pretty low I, considering well, they're 0 2. It's plus 700. And I, I think that if That's you, yeah, yeah, if you feel like, and I know this is kind of betting, playing to lose, but if you, what I would advise is wait until after this, this game, because there's a, you know, a, a chance that they lose this game against the Steelers, right? Sure. And they go 0 3. Sure. At 0 3, the odds for the Texans to win the, the, the AFC South will probably go to plus 1000, plus 1200, which at this point we're talking about 10 to 1, 12 to 1 odds. Right. Why not put a five five spot, a ten spot on that? Yeah. You know, th- then you you know if they they actually win the the South, then you're happy as a fan, and you've actually created some value for yourself for not not a lot of money. Yeah, I would agree, and I think Texans fans are very familiar with the fact that I mean, in 2018 we started off 0 and three, and then rattled off nine straight wins and won the AFC South and went to the playoffs. So, um, looking at the schedule and the way it's laid out, I mean, we have a tough tough four weeks. I mean, it's the toughest schedule in the NFL for the first four weeks. After that, it really gets – no game is easy. Anything can happen. So I don't want to say, like, oh, it's a guaranteed thing. But mm-hmm. the schedule is more favorable after week four. And it's the fourth game against the Vikings? Correct. Yeah, yeah. So And, and it, I think that we all – coming into this, because I remember talking to that to you, you and the other Texans Unfiltered guys on Slack about what we think about the first four games, and everybody kind of marked it down a possibly woe and four start. Yep. But now you, with the, the data on the Vikings suggests that – Maybe they're not as good as the Texans. I mean, the Texans might be very well be better than the Vikings, which is something two weeks ago probably not many people uh, around the around the league thought. No, I didn't. I, and I didn't think it. Uh, you know, I thought the Vikings had an opportunity to be very good. Uh, they upgraded on their defensive line. The offensive line was also uh, improved on throughout the draft and free agency. Kirk Cousins wasn't awful last year, uh, and so you thought another year in, in a system with Gary Kubiak running and Dalvin Cook. You thought there was a good chance the Vikings would be fine, uh, but they're zero two, and they just don't look like. Texans fans complain about our offense. You, you should really go watch the Vikings offense. It's it's non-existent. So, um, yeah, the Vikings look like a, a lock to potentially win. Um, so if we can come out of this 2-2 two and two, um, and, uh, you know, through week four, I, I think Texans fans should feel pretty optimistic. After that, you're only having to win another six games. Yep, yep. So. All right, well, one one final kind of question for the listeners. And, and by the way, thanks, everybody, for listening. This this podcast has actually, you know, increased its listenership from about 30% each week. I, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that this level of kind of both picks and also – some kind of a primer for beginners to the to the betting. You know, I was even on Slack with one of the Texans Unfiltered guys uh, last night, and he was like, "Listen, man, I don't because I was just talking about betting and the odds and how they're changing and how the lines move from six to three and a half points." He's like, "I don't bet. You know, I just don't. I'm sorry, man." And I was like, "Listen, it, it's fine. You don't have to bet, but there's a lot of smart people doing a lot of number crunching in Las Vegas to set these odds." And just as a fan, I, I always think that it would be useful, even if you're not a better, to hear how t- the, the Las Vegas is thinking about your team. It's just another data point as a fan to kind of take into consideration. So, you know, for those of you listening that aren't betting, hopefully you're getting a little bit out of this. But one thing I did want to ask folks for some feedback on is when we, we record this uh, podcast on Tuesday afternoon most of the time or, or Tuesday morning or evening, so sometime Tuesday, um, and by that time during the week, they really, they, most of the books have not released their player props. 
So this is the performance of individual players, things like Deshaun Watson to throw more than two and a half touchdowns for the game. Those aren't released until Thursday or Friday of each week. So if people are really interested in um, some player props associated with the Texans, you know, hit me up at Kyle at TexansUnfiltered.com or, you know, chat with me in Discord. Let me know. I mean, you know, no promises, but there's a possibility that James and I can record like a, a mini podcast, a five or ten minute podcast on a Friday or Saturday with some of those player props if people are interested. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I was looking at the player props. It, it seemed so Thursday, only the Thursday night player props came out on my bookie. Yeah, that, that's right. So the player props, because of injuries and other things, they really want to do it just a few days before kickoff. So they'll usually do a Friday. Yeah, yeah Friday for a set Sunday game. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd be interested in doing that. I, I was waiting for the player props and then my boogie kept crashing, but, um, yeah. Okay. And, and just to keep, uh, I guess, uh, me honest for what I'm betting. So I deposited a hundred dollars or $50, have a hundred. I'm out of free money. Um, I'm down to $45 on my, in my kitty. Mm-hmm. I bet the, I did a parlay of the Panthers to cover the Jags to cover, which I won, which you won. They did cover, um, yep. and then the, um, the Panthers, the Jags. Did you have Denver? I forget. No. Panthers, Jags, and there was another one. I just did a parlay, but I lost both of them. God, it was a, it was a big one. I don't know. Anyways, and then I also lost to the Bengals. I took the Bengals money line. I should have took the Bengals, uh, um, spread with the spread because yeah. I would have won that. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, so I'm down to 45. So now I got to start, stop being so aggressive on my bets and start to do two, three dollars here and there so I can, Build my kitty back up. Well, that's that's where we all eventually find yeah. ourselves anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, uh, Kyle. Anything else? No, I think that's it uh, for the Patreon parlay. We're going to be talking about teasers. Uh, so, if you're a Patreon member, if you're interested in becoming a Patreon member, uh, we're going to talk about a teaser parlay um, on the Patreon only podcast. So, just a plug there. Yep, absolutely. Make sure you guys go to the Patreon for the parlay, and uh, there's an article and uh, audio recording as well. So, all right, uh, Kyle. Thanks again. Thank you. Um, we'll we'll catch you guys next week with uh, Texans bet week four. Um, we'll recap week three and then also talk about the week four bets. So make sure you guys check us out. Go Texans.